Welcome to episode 88 of Inside Jogging Podcast. We're back again for another 60 minutes or so this week with news from some fast 5Ks down in Bristol and around up all the other Easter action this Easter weekend. There's the normal features of training chats and listener questions and maybe some insight into Josh's taper if he remembers his chat from a few hours ago with Project Bob Hawkins. But for all of that, in a week that saw Ryan Reynolds moving next door to our old friend Matthew Clouds in North East Wales, let me welcome to the show everyone's favourite Welsh resident. How's life in the capital, Joshua? Yeah, not too bad. As you as you're just saying, it's, it's picked up the wind quite badly, but luckily I've run already today. So uh, yeah, it was quite nice this morning. Actually, a little bit of rain, but too bad. Good, good. Let's welcome my other co-host this evening who this week dressed up as Easter Bunny for Park Run. He went off a bit like the Dural Cell Bunny, but came back more like a tortoise full of lactic. How's life in the windy city of Lincoln, Shane? Um, well, it's windy and rainy. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, hopefully we have a, a bit more of a pleasant recording this week. No little terrors running around me, so we can get this done a bit earlier. Did, did we get many complaints about Eliza? Um, no, because you couldn't really hear it, to be fair. It, it was only no. only two complaints. Me and Shane. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're, we're three and a half hours earlier this week, boys. So let's get this get this nailed. Um, let's go to your training week then first, Josh. Let's go back to Monday. Monday morning, I presume you ran on last week. I did. Oh, yeah. Um, so my... Uh, yeah, my Monday so is the typical sort of the same in the morning, same in the evening. So I did my little sperm uh, loop uh, down to Roche Lake. So in the morning, I did five miles, 625s. And then in the evening, uh, five miles again, 615s. Then Tuesday, um, I had 14 miles. Left this quite late, actually. Um, and uh, I'm trying to remember... Yeah, I couldn't really figure out the best way to or the best loop. So, yeah, it, it wasn't. It certainly wasn't the best loop. But um, I, do you know what? Thinking about it, the this is the biggest difference. Is these types of runs that were so much better in Spain because it's like a, a Tuesday night banging out 14, 16 miles. Cardiff is not the one for that, um, unless you're going up and down the Taff, which I wasn't. Um, so yeah, fourteen miles, five fifties. Um, I think we have a look at the pace the last few because I probably started pretty. Oh, actually, no, not so bad. The yeah, the majorities were probably around five forty-fives. Um, after the first mile, so yeah, not too bad. Uh, and then Wednesday, um, I had six in the morning, so that was quite reasonably early. I actually had a meeting at lunchtime, but I only decided at sort of half eight that I was going to go in for it. I was going to go to London afterwards and I ran at 8.36. So um, that was a very tight schedule. But I managed to get turned around in... So basically I had an... I think I had... Let me just put this out. It was something like... I had about five minutes to get ready once I got back home and I managed it. Three minutes in, shower, dress, out. 
just quite impressed myself to get that was to get the train. Um, I finished that run actually quite quick, so I got down to five fifty nines. Um, and then in the evening, I had easy six miles. Um, so that was five fifty sixes. I just did a couple of laps around Battersea. I saw the Pure Sport running group, uh, Becky Briggs down there. Then when uh, Thursday, I did a session. Uh, and I did that in the evening again at Battersea Park. Um, so it's three. I did three mile warm up, then two mile threshold, one mile threshold, four by three minute, four by sixty seconds, and it was meant to be so threshold threshold. Then the four by three minutes were meant to be around five k effort, and the sixty seconds were meant to be fifteen hundred effort. They're pretty much all the same pace, really. There's not much of a differential because when i did the four by three minutes i think i just sent it to you aaron there was one of them which was actually slower and i i like to hope this was gps but it was slower than i did that 14 mile of the sunday before um and yeah i i, I really did not feel great from the get-go on this and my warm-up was a little bit slower than normal and that was probably some of it um but by the last form uh, the last three minutes i didn't feel terrible I, I didn't feel great by any means but i didn't feel too bad um and then on the 60 seconds i mean this just you're just sprinting really um but i i was cautious and rob did say to me if you if i'm worried a little bit about my achilles just sort of don't be worried to back it off um and sort of go like 5k pace instead of 1500 pace so um, but that actually felt all right once i got going um now i did three mile warm down with uh callan so a little catch up so that was in total 14.3 miles, 6.16s with the warm-up, warm-downs. <clears throat> um, then I got the train back. So this is a classic Josh. I got to Bassey Park at 5 o'clock. I started warming up at 5.50. I didn't get the train at, at Paddington until 9.50. So I didn't get home till about half 12. Horrendous. Um... So I didn't run in Friday morning. Uh, I only had one run anyway, um, but I did it in the evening and I made Maddie bike with me. Um, and I felt pretty lethargic, to be honest. You've commented there and, and you've actually got five likes on this. Like, yeah, I think I, do, I should be due more likes than that, to be honest. <laughs> uh, so I did eight miles, 6.29 average. And I just felt like, oh yeah, pretty, pretty shit, to be honest. Um, but yeah job done really there wasn't really much sort of to add um and then saturday so i had 10 miles um easy i went in the morning and i got about a k in and my keys was a little bit sore and i thought i'm just gonna stop and i'll if i do this one i'll do it later um so i went to i went to the gym actually and loaded it up and it felt much better but then i was just like actually i, I spoke to rob and i was like there's no real need to sort of force a run just for the sake of doing a run so i just didn't run so it's actually three weeks in a row i've had a day off which is probably the first in quite a while it's so sensible i know right do you know what I, oh, i'll come to this actually after this run um and then sunday i had 18 miles with eight around marathon pace um and rob said it was sort of up to me which eight i did so i could do like the first eight whatever warm up blah 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 i actually chose to do the the latter section of it so i think i did like eight and a half which got me to uh butte park and then i just did eight miles around butte park and then ran back to the car so it was eight miles 506s and then the whole 18 was 538s 
so yeah that's my week total is 76 miles obviously with that day off um but yeah what i was gonna say is i'm i'm trying to be i'm being like very hypersensitive on my achilles so any sort of decision i'm just gonna err on the side of caution because obviously you know last year i didn't get to the start line at seville and it's not that bad but i would rather make the decision to be too cautious than too aggressive for like the safe and easy run i think we've got past the point now i'm not gonna get any fitter it's just um making sure everything's fine for the race so yeah i think i'm i'm pretty pretty confident with that so good so you've you've just told me you've had your chat with with your coach yeah Um, any insights that you want to give from that well, we just sort of just talking what's the the best approach for like pace groups, um, like warm up. So warm up is kind of what we discussed, like the the two by five minutes, um, getting down to sort of race pace, then just making sure the sort of refueling straight after that. So I have a gel. Um, um, just quickly on that two by five minutes. I mean, I wasn't particularly listening last week properly, and I think I misunderstood it, but. I went and watched Rob Hawkins' video, which is on Welsh Athletics' YouTube from about 20, maybe during lockdown. Yeah, I think it was COVID, yeah. Yeah, but I think he was referring mainly to a lot of the stuff they'd done before 2018. Uh, anyway, he said, first five minutes, a minute per mile slower than marathon pace. Then you stretch, like you said, and do all the stuff. Then it's five minutes starting at a minute per mile slower than marathon pace. Yeah. And in the last 30 seconds, you get towards marathon pace. Correct. Yeah. So that, I mean, that would be, is the absolute ideal, but it's pretty much more just get your legs moving before the yeah. race. So, um, what, like if I can't get both of them done then, and it's just one five minute, so be it. If I can't like, don't worry about the pace specifically. Um, so like some uh, warm-up areas are obviously a bit shorter, a bit harder to do it. So obviously like just do what you can. Um, but it's, yeah, it's just basically don't jog the warm-up. Make sure you get your legs moving. Yeah. Um, I think I, I heard it as something like you're doing five minutes, but in my head I sort of had you doing most of it at marathon pace for some reason, which uh, no, I couldn't no, quite not. understand. But, but yeah, good video if people want to watch it. It's about an hour and he talks through his... Well, the philosophy based on Canova and Fitzinger and Daniels and a few other people. So, worth and it. there's actually there's actually two two videos as well. So, um, yeah, I think the one I watched, I'd say, is a bit more. Yeah, it's more marathon specific. specific yeah, um, and he he sort of talks through what he did with Callum, kind of, didn't he? You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no, it's uh, yes, yeah, quite um, quite a good use. Well, I actually watched that before I sort of went to Rob. Um, See if he'd coach me. So, so Josh, did my research. Josh, Josh just admitted to watching it. Both me and Shane, as we've said in the WhatsApp <laughs> group, if he's watched it, he could have answered all of our questions in the last six weeks we've been throwing at him. So, yeah, if anyone wants those up questions answered, just go watch the video. Don't ask Josh; <laughs> he doesn't know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that that was pretty much it, really. Um. And well, one th- sort of thing as well is sort of just saying basically just don't think about the marathon now for the next two weeks. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm well, happy to go through like 
what I do, but I'm probably not going to talk too much about it. Well, you've got you've got less than two weeks, Josh. So before you don't think about it, you do have to make a really, really important decision. Go on. What are you going to do with your hair and eyebrows on race day? <laughs> I think I'm going to shave my head again. <laughs> what uh, about eyebrows? I, I, yeah, I actually prefer it. It's so easy to maintain. I'm just going to, yeah, skinhead. What about <laughs> a, nice. Welsh, a Welsh flag like, and paint oh, your hair red, green and white or something? I, I'm not going to say what I was going to say, but I don't think that's the, that would yeah. not be my first choice. To speak I that what, the year I turned up to, I think 2018, the hot year at London, Clouds, who was in the late start, wasn't he with me? Yeah. I turned up to the hotel the day before and on the wall was a poster of everyone's vests. For whatever reason, they'd like given Clousy like a full Welsh vest, like with a red dragon on the back. He would hate that. The message was like, I, I still don't know how. I think someone was playing a joke on him, but yeah. I'm going to do the same to you. I'm going to send London a little email <laughs> and say, this is Josh's best. But yeah, anyway, so um, we've only got next week's show before you obviously go to London. And yeah, you've, you've talked kind of about what you're going to do and roughly what you, you think you can run. So I don't think we need to really go into it anymore but um what, what right now like before the race what are your thoughts on how the whole block has gone um i think and well echo this i think the sessions have gone pretty well um i i've pretty much nailed them all i think there was one which i cut short because of my Achilles, but other than that yeah i think the sessions have gone really well i would have liked to have probably been able to have done a little bit more mileage but I think given how my Achilles and my calf probably reacts to the quality and the quantity, I think it's probably sensible where we are. So, yeah, I think it's been solid. It's probably not been perfect, but I don't think any block probably is. So, yeah, I'm, re I'm reasonably confident going into it. Um, there's not much I would probably have done differently, really. So, yeah. Yeah, cool. Um... I've, I've, enjoyed, I've enjoyed those marathon sessions. I think... They're not as hard as they look on paper. They're, they're quite intimidating when you first look at them. But when you do them, I think you can come into, yeah, a lot of confidence for sure. So I would certainly be wanting to do that again. Is, is that not also because you had a, a really good build into those, though? You did, a, you did a good three weeks, didn't you, of sort of high mileage where your recovery runs turned into those faster, easier runs. Um, so that's sort of building a good base to be able oh, well, to do those sessions. I would say I've been building from, I mean, I'm just thinking now, from before Christmas. So it's, on, it, on that point, because Rob says it as well, when I was looking at Canova's stuff again this morning, and they both, you know, say in an ideal world, your marathon build will be 24 kind of weeks. Well, I think they said yeah. like 26 um, and that doesn't mean that it's all specific marathon work, but it's work that enables you to do the specific work. It's adding on layers, isn't it? So, yeah, I, I'm just got, I flicked all the way back through my strive just now. And I did on the 19th, sorry, the 18th of December, I did an 18 mile run with 10 miles in the middle in 5340. So it's been a long time building and it's just specific phases. 
Um, and what I found the probably interesting thing is my mileage has not been really any higher than it was in December. With the odds, like three or four miles here or there. But I never, my highest mileage week was, I think, 107. Uh, well, 108. Um, and that was with the 24-mile run in there. I suppose the proof will be in how you perform on race day um, in some ways. But I think what it what it does show is is you look at a lot of these top marathon builds, they don't race, you know, massive in that sort of four or five months. You know, you don't see Kipchoge popping out five and 10Ks like every week. And I sometimes feel we get drawn into wanting to do loads and loads of races and maybe then yeah. you're not being as specific as you could be on the marathon build. So it's interesting to see. Um, yeah. Right, Shano, um, let's go to your week. Awesome. Um, so luckily I've had this training, my training diary prepared for all all week. I haven't just done it just now. <clears throat> so it might be a bit quick to go through. So um, on a Monday, I did 75 minutes. I think I did that with Tom. Uh, did, so you might remember me saying that the Sunday run before, even though it wasn't overly quick or anything, I was really, really tired from that. So a bit apprehensive on the Monday, but I actually felt okay. And we ran 6.52 pace. So they're, they're creeping up, these 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 uh, recovery runs. But my... How my did left, you feel from them, Shane? Uh, like, just normal, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, but obviously training's not too... It, it's interesting once I start doing my sessions harder because then... Um, Sometimes I I'm on these runs and I I'm I'm literally ball bagged like I just can't can't run so I was, I'll, even though like it was slow the day before I wasn't knackered the day before so I was surprised that actually I actually felt fine for this which is good but my shin was aching my left shin and this is going to be a recurring theme through the week you, so this this run you did on Monday yeah hitting hitting some off road or hitting some trails are you hand pavement still. I can't remember where it was. Well, you went out at the top of Rhizome by the looks of it, but and across, so I'd imagine there's some sort of trail involved. Oh yeah, yeah. So we, um, yeah, we ran the back, uh, back down on the river. So that was off road, and there's some trails in there. Um, a lot of our runs, to be fair, most, and that probably does dictate the pace sometimes. Some of the runs we do are quite a lot of them are off road. Quite a lot of them will go across fields that sometimes are like not really great for running on but when the recovery runs and easy runs it just splits it up a bit nicer especially this time of year uh, it's just a bit easier on the body so yeah we would have done that on on Monday yeah Tuesday uh, I think we ran as a group Tuesday I think Ronnie ran, joined me and Tom so I think those did about 7 miles I did 9 in total and again my shin was okay until about seven miles so i probably should have stopped when i did but i said i was going to do more so i did more and i felt okay i did some core afterwards on wednesday i uh, did a session so typically we load up sort of the, the threshold work at this sort of basically beginning of training we do it in shorter blocks but we wanted to try something a bit different and to be honest i've been doing this with a couple of clients as well so i figured if i'm setting them a session like this i'm going to try it as well so we did three lots of 
three minute efforts and six minute efforts. So we would go in three minutes, one minute rest, six minutes, two minute rest. We repeated that three times. But the idea was the six minutes were a threshold and the three minutes were quicker. So for us, probably around about 10K effort. In reality, I've no idea what I can run for 10K at the moment. So it might, the three minutes might have even been a little bit higher than 10K effort, but I felt okay on those. So I actually enjoyed the session. Uh, typically, it was windy. Um, on a loop we did, we had a good stretch of wind on pretty much every rep. So it was probably fairly fair as well. The three minutes, I can't remember exactly what, I think I covered about a K on most of them. So probably around about 30 minute effort for 10K, maybe a little bit slower. They felt fine, actually. The first six minute effort when we sort of dropped back to threshold, um, I found that really difficult. But actually, by the end of the session, I, 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 was, I was cruising and I could have done way more. So by the end of the session, I hit the aims of the session. I was quite happy with it. And the theory with these was just, can we, you know, we, we train like this a lot. And the base we always seem to get right, that can we start to progress that forward a little bit quicker than normal? Obviously, I I do want to go into a marathon to the end of the year, but I would also like to do some track races uh, just for the fun of it. So I'm sort of, can I can I build my threshold a bit quicker than I normally would? That's my question to myself. So we'll see. My shin was okay during the session. Felt a little bit in the warm-up. I think wearing lighter shoes helped. Um, but on Thursday, I decided to take a rest there anyway. So it worked it hard. Guys, on the threshold and, and it moving, um, I think it's quite interesting because also when you look at some of those like Canove type things, they're trying to move somebody's threshold in that sort of general block by about 5% um, ahead of the marathon specific phase. So are you, how are you judging where your threshold's at? Like, so, you, so you've got this session now and you've got your six minute reps and you're hitting those at 506s by the looks of it. So will you in a few weeks time go, I'll try this at fives? Or how are you? How are you move it forward, other than writing on a bit of paper? Um, to be honest, yeah, no. Uh, usually, usually on feel and heart rate, but for six minutes, um, thresholds not. You, you're not. You're not really. You might. You're probably not going to reach your heart rate. So you can only. I can. You can only. You really, looking, you're not looking at your heart rate in those sessions, are you? Not. Not during. Afterwards, oh, I'll. Yeah, yeah. In, unless, unless, like, I feel quite. Like we're moving. If, if I'm going really fast, even if I feel good, I'm like, oh, I wonder what my heart rate is. Am I am I just feeling good and working too hard? Or sorry, not so much working too hard because g- going off feeling, I think, is very important. But you can still trick yourself, and if you feel really, really good on a day, you can still work higher than where you should be working, and that can have an impact on what you want from the session. I think it's a bit different if you're building into a race and your aim is to do a hard, hard session when you're trying to build thresholds and it's also specific context i have established ever since i was young when i try and work really really hard for whatever reason i don't get results from that i get results when i seem to hit a sweet spot uh i don't know why but that's just that's the other thing so i I tend to to go on feel in terms of have i got the right have I got the right, the stimulus I thought I did and particularly how I feel at the end of it. And then also uh, I will be checking my heart rate, but something like this, it depends on the goal. If I'm building into a half marathon, 
you know, those six minute reps are eventually going to turn into the pace I want to sustain for an hour and five, six minutes or close to. If I'm going into a 10K, well, those three minute reps, that's what I want to be in sustaining for 30 minutes. So I think it depends on where my race aims are going to be, which right now I don't know. My guess is just going to be headed towards 10K because there's not many opportunities to run some good halves through summer. Um, and I probably will want to be racing 15s and 5Ks. So if I want to do a 5K, the 10K work and the threshold work is almost a bit like your, your endurance support, isn't it? Your aerobic support. So I think it's going to depend. But ultimately, if I wanted to go into a half, I'd probably be building six-minute reps into 10 or 15-minute reps. And then all of a sudden, heart rate becomes a bit more important to monitor. Long-winded answer. But... Well, answer there. Right. <laughs> What's next? So, so I rested Thursday, ran easy on Friday, did a new loop on Friday. That was nice. 6.45s, the day at the beach. Must have been the sea air. Good Friday. Good Friday. It was, it was a good Friday. And then on Saturday, um, as I said, I was going to go to part one and try and win it dressed up as a human-sized bunny. I'll be honest, I think I can't remember if I did or didn't say it in our our uh, pod group, but I definitely said it in the part one group. I was so nervous for this, genuinely more nervous than any race since I was about 16 for a few reasons. One, I had no idea what was in store for me. I, I didn't know how quick I could or was going to run. Two, I was petrified of taking people out. Like, because I figured I'm going to be running. I figured I, I might be racing it, as in, like, you know, I might be running behind someone or in a group. Um, people won't want to get beaten by some prat in a big bunny. So I honestly thought I was going to take someone out. And I, the start was a bit a bit mental because me and uh, Hannah were talking and all of a sudden everyone went and were like, shit. So yeah. I was quite nervous for this. Just quickly. So my one of my athletes, Hannah, was, was doing her last kind of marathon session. And I think I messaged Shane just saying, oh, you can pace her. No, it was in the group. There was then some communication, it seems, on the start line where she thought you were pacing her. So she's going to target like, I don't know, 17 high or whatever. What's that, like 330s or 335s? Your first K was, what, 310? Probably around then. And she followed you? Yes. <laughs> oh, the, the best thing is she held it together. She did 10K at Marathon Race afterwards and was fine. But like, she must have been a world of pain. <laughs> well, I, we're, a lot of people were, I think. I definitely was. <clears throat> so um, it was quite funny. But, yeah, I was quite nervous about it, like genuinely. Um. And Tom also did his long run and joined. And I, could, I couldn't see my watch. It, if anyone sees a picture, it's not the most visible. Um, the, the vision's not great from it. It's quite a big head. And I couldn't really see my watch properly. And when you're dressed in a full bunny suit, you've not really got great perception of how fast or slow you're going. And I just, I, I was just like... I think I need to have clear ground so I don't take anyone out. I don't know who's behind me. I can't look around because, uh, you know, it would be a disaster. So I just sort of went with what felt good. And by a mile, um, I think we got some space. And Tom turned around and realized, we've just done like a 5, 10 mile. I was like, oh, I feel great. I was like, I might break 16 in a bunny suit here. 
our course is significantly down on the first mile <laughs> and it's also an out and back and it's usually windy on the way back but actually conditions were, were very good um i turned the halfway uh turn cone and all of a sudden i was like i don't have oxygen left in my legs and that was such a hard second half. I was hanging, making some noises that Aaron may have witnessed me doing some lactic acid track sessions back in the day. Um it, I where you it, go with that one. It was <laughs> it was brutal as um Aaron referenced the battery in the intro. I absolutely did run out of power. Maybe I should have been sniffing batteries and instead um so that was very difficult and my splits according to strava were 505 first mile and a 520 i think and then a 540 to finish with it was it was chaos that is a shane robinson regression run special <laughs> however i didn't get a stitch so we've got some progression there haven't we <laughs> that's the solution maybe limiting your air supply perfect perfect so yeah um it was a massive, massive uh, regretted. Yeah, I, I massively regretted the decision to to do it hard as a bunny. So, so where did you finish? Second, Tom beat me. He, Tom Straw. Tom Straw beat me. Yeah, he ran sixteen oh six. He felt he good. Pushed on. What a horrible man! <laughs> it's fine. It's fine because the second is all right. I'll take that. Okay. <clears throat> and then. Um, did a, a little run in the afternoon, which wasn't too bad actually. And and my, my, again, my shin throughout this was was no change in in sort of discomfort. It was irritable the whole way. And Sunday we did a two hour easy run, and uh, me, uh, me and Joe did well hour fifty two. I think just over six sixteen miles in the end. And then uh, Ronnie and Jack joined us for a little bit less. Um. So we did that seven-minute mile in at about, I didn't really look at my watch, but from where we were on the map, I think maybe about 12 or 13 miles, my shin really did start to hurt. Uh, not like a sort of, um, people might be thinking about shin splits, like the, the tendon, I think it's my tib, my tib ant tendon, is really painful uh, when I touch it in a certain area. So I'm actually resting today because it's I've woken up and it's quite sore as well. It was quite sore thought through yesterday so i'll um i've i've got an appointment tomorrow and i'll might have to shorten some runs this week so I, th I think it's okay over shorter distances so we'll see how we go but i'm not too concerned yet uh, Aaron, just, i was gonna say before you say that just on your shin do you know this is a bit sick but i actually really like that pain where it's like really tight up your shin so well so it, it's not tight up my shin it's really localized to the tendon um but I hate that pain that you're talking about, Josh. I can't stand it. Uh, I just want to clarify for all those who have no idea when these physios and medical people like you, Shane, throw around Tib Ant. So whereabouts is that on your shin for the normal people? Your, your tibialis anterior muscle. Um, that actually, that runs sort of down the front to the sort of outside of your shin, but it starts up near your knee. So that's where the bulk of the muscle is. But it's on the, the outside, where most shin splint pain is usually on the inside, sort of closer to the... Ankle. Yeah, well, shin, shin splints is a bull, bullshit term. So. I know, but just for people. 
Don't get on your medical. Don't get on your whatever high horse. It's um, black beauty. I like. Do you know what I like? I, I like when you go see a physio or a massage therapist or whatever, and they start reciting all these various muscles, and you're just sat there going, "I don't give a shit. Just do the job. <laughs> get me out of it. Get 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 me running again. Exactly. I've got some shin pain. Simple as yeah. that. But this this particular muscle, the tendon runs. It kind of crosses over, and it runs on the inside of your foot. Uh, so I think it's that, but I'm not, to be honest, I've not really thought about it too much. It's just a bit of an ache. It's not you're, not worried, you're not worried about it then? Not yet, no. We'll see how we go. I've also actually got a bit of a cold, so, um, and it's crap weather today. So it's all, we'll come at a good time, to be honest. There you go. What, what yeah. did you hit the week? The week, I was, I was, I was 69.95, something like that. So just under 70. So that'll do. Perfect number for you. Right. right. Let me... Let me roll through my week. So, so Monday, um, got out in the afternoon on my own in the end. Quite a hilly, hilly loop. I didn't go off road this time. I, I ran back down on the road. And I got nine point four miles done at six fifty fives. So all good. That was fine. Then Tuesday, I I put off my run. I put off my session and then it didn't happen for whatever reason. Oh, so, that's not like you. I know. So so Wednesday, I was like, I'll get this session done at lunch. And I didn't get it done at lunch. So the run I did on Wednesday was a jog down the hill. I did 1.22 miles at 7.12s to go get the car. And then I was going to do a session when Elias went to bed, but that didn't happen either properly. So... um. Tuesday and Wednesday, a bit of a write-off, which is standard, but it kind of, that was complete, you know, there's there's no reason why I'm taking days off there. That's just stupid. Like, I'm not ill. So I need to get my act together quickly. And I think I might have done that after this. So Thursday, finally got out the door for a run, joined Ruth and Hannah. And it'd been really wet Thursday morning. Like, it chucked it down here. So... Ruth specifically asked me, or I think Hannah said, what shoes to wear. I said, we'll just go on the roads. We'll keep it, keep it okay. And we got to about five miles and I wanted to cut to the other end of town. And the only route is this trail. And it was so wet. And there's like a patch in the middle, what you could run on. But I, you know, when you're running behind people on like a single track, you can't really see what's in front of you. So, I think Hannah moved for some mud. I'm not, I said I was going to blame her. I might as well blame her. She moved because she saw some mud and I sort of stepped in it and slid because in Invincibles and fell. So my hand went into this big puddle and then I sort of rolled into the bush. So I sort of fell head first into a puddle and rolled into the bush. So I cut I'm my quite, knee. I'm quite disappointed I've missed this. Cut my knee and cut my hand, but I was more just embarrassed. I laughed when I did it. It didn't actually, nothing. But the worst pain was I fell into stinging nettles as well. And that stung for another 24 hours. But we'll come to come to that afterwards. But yeah, we did eight and a half miles at 7.30s. And as Ruth said on her run, we took in every hill in Stamford. I mean, it wasn't that hilly, Ruth. I don't know what you're about. But yeah. That, that does, it does remind me. I thought you were going to say you were going to do like the Sol Campbell never-ending sliding tackle. It was just one of those slips. So like last week when I slipped and I held it together, this time I slipped 
had that period where I was like, I'm going to go. Then I thought I can, I can pull this together and then went down. <laughs> so that was fine. Like I felt fine Thursday afternoon. Afternoon. I woke up Friday morning and my glute, left glute hurt. So I'd sort of slid. I'd obviously, I don't know. I don't know what the correct term. I pulled something like I'd strained something, but it wasn't actually a muscle that you use when you're running. It was, so it was obviously like a stabilizing sort of muscle in the glute somewhere. I'm totally talking rubbish, Shane. But anyway, yeah. So I nearly put off because I was going to do a session with Ben. And I nearly put it off. But I was like, no, I just need to get out and get this done because it's Good Friday morning. I went down to Langtoft and met Ben and we did nearly three mile warm up. Felt okay. Now, it wasn't that windy Friday morning, but for some reason, so we had 15 minutes, 10 minutes, five minutes of session. So I said we'd start this 15 minutes on a road that I thought we'd get the wind with us for the first six minutes. Then it'd be kind of across and with. It was it was just one of those runs where you never got the wind behind you. It just always seemed to be across or into you. So if I just go into this, the 15 minute rep, we, so the plan roughly, like we didn't really have a, an idea. Well, let's try to do the 15 minute 5.35s, the 10 minutes of 5.25s and the five minutes at like 5.15 approximately. And I think we did the 15 minutes about 5.30, seven the first mile was a little bit slow potentially that felt quite hard and then the 10 minutes we started into the wind and then we had crosswinds so the first seven minutes of this rep was tough and and ben seemed to be working quite hard we were about to go into the ninth minute of the rep and up the road see some horses coming towards us and i could sort of hear them shouting like walk and i just got i don't know i just got the feeling like this isn't going to be something we can run past so i was like ben we'll we'll slow down and we'll just do nine minute rep and we'll do a six minute rep so we slowed down to you know a jog i i, I would say around eight minute miling ish single file on the other side of the road to this horse. And it's quite a wide road. Um, and as we we're going past, the kid on the horse gave us a load of abuse. And then as we got to behind us, like it's entourage of people. And they started giving us abuse. Like, you should be, you should be fucking walking, all this stuff. And I was like, okay, one second. Like, it's Friday morning on a public road at 10 a.m. What, why are you shouting us? Like, I don't want to be spoken to like that. Like we've, we've slowed down with other side of the road. They're like, do you know the highway code? It's like, yeah, I do. What specifically? Well, it says you need to, you need to walk past the horse. It's like, no, it doesn't. That's not true. And it's not true. Obviously I did Google it afterwards. And then by this point, the kid on the horse who was, to be fair to him, wasn't, what's a nice way of putting it, wasn't a full ticket. 
Is that a nice way of putting it? Anyway, he... Um, no, no that's, not, that's not a nice way at all. <laughs> he then called us a bunch of see you next Tuesdays. And... Valid. To which point... And, and this, by this point, we'd be stood there a minute, them shouting at us. All this time, there was a 12-year-old girl on a horse just sat there, like, looking, like, shocked by it all. And both horses were almost looking at us all going, what's going on? Like, and that's why I said, it's like, you've stood shouting behind your horse for us to walk, yet you're having a go at us for running slowly on the other side of the road past your horse that can see you. And now you're shouting and screaming at us, and it's still fine. So anyway, me and Ben both wrote a letter of complaint to the horse authorities afterwards. So we'll see what comes of that one. Anyway, that ruined rep number two. We ended up then jogging for like three minutes instead of two minutes because we we basically tried to get the last rep to be all with the wind. So we did that successfully. So yeah, we jogged for two minutes fifty, and then did the last rep. I actually went to a mile. We ran five oh seven, and Ben Ben was pulling away from me, and I was yeah hitting hitting some pain i felt okay on the 15 and 10 like as if i could push on whereas he was better on the five so as i said to him we're probably in a similar kind of position but but both got different strengths at the moment so hopefully we can both use each other as a bit of motivation to to get better but anyway first first of all did a session that was six miles 546 in total with the slow recovery and yeah other than it feeling quite hard like there's no pain in my glutes uh jog back to the car ben wouldn't run past the people on the horses because he was scared so we had to do a bit about i that. can so imagine that as well <laughs> yeah pathetic isn't it anyway um then saturday it was still bank holiday weekend wasn't it and i Drove out to Uffington, did nearly 10 mile at 6.59s. And I said to, to Shane, this is the best I've felt on a run in two years. So the day after a session, I just felt, I actually enjoyed the run for once. You know, when you're covering the ground well. And it wasn't a slog, so that was good. Then Sunday morning, I drove out to Gretford for the flattish flattish can't say flattish flattish long run you could ever do and the plan initially was to do 15 miles with the middle 10 a bit steadier i said about 6 30s to ben and i turned up and jim morris also turned up at the same time as i did and he was, he's two weeks out from London and wanted to see if he could run 15, 16 miles at 6.45-ish pace. So he said he'd join us for the first 10, which he did. And then my usual self, I miscalculated a 15-mile run and it was 16 and a half. But we finished off with sort of, what, six and a half at 6.30s. So all in all, 16 and a half miles at 6.36s. Felt a bit ropey towards the end of that one. I felt good in the middle. Just felt a bit tired, unsurprisingly. 
But yeah, the elevation on that run, it says 118 feet, which by itself isn't a lot, but I doubt it was 118 feet. It's just dead flat. But again, it was it was 16 and a half miles where we honestly got two miles with the wind. So maybe a lot of it was crosswind, but out in those fens, the crosswinds aren't aren't nice. So um that leaves me with a week of fifty-seven point three with two days off. And the big news is I think I don't know what day we're on because it's been a very long weekend. Shane and I have discussed a potential marathon for for the winter. And it's looking likely to be Malaga, which is what the twelfth of December, tenth, tenth. So, a long, long way away, but it gives me ample time to perfect the marathon plan. And yeah, I've got a few things I want to try. So, just need to keep running now. What um gives you what made you choose that? What makes us choose that? Well, Shay, when Shay messaged me, big Matt, night out afterwards. Yeah, boy. I I thought, well, it's got to be in December because Shay will only run a marathon in December. Yeah, it's also low key. Like, yeah, it's very fair. very easy to get to. Cheap flights, cheap accommodation. Even if we have to enter, it's forty five, fifty euros. Jim Jim Morris has done it a few times and a half and he said it's really well organized there was it's dead flat it's been one in i think there was about 10 people under 210 last year oh really yeah um cj albertson ran i think from states he oh, was yeah. um so it's a very good course and doesn't seem particularly hard to get into whereas mm. the likes of valencia berlin even frankfurt just a bit more effort to get into and it's just a nice place isn't it we can have some sangria afterwards and then enjoy christmas yeah absolutely we'll just stay there until the new year yeah, we're, not, Wood. we're yeah. not coming back we're going for six weeks josh <laughs> um and what do you want to try in the block i want to know now i can't wait that long well I, i've just been looking at a few things i i mainly what i said earlier but I've never really done a whole sort of four or five months being specifically building towards a a marathon. And that's mainly because I've always been in kind of decent nick. So you could almost roll into a 12-week, 10-week block. Okay. I don't feel the need to over-race in like June, July. I can spend it focusing on so just some similar stuff to to be honest josh what you did but maybe just dial back a little bit um i've been looking at well when canova says certain things it says like 80 percent of of marathon pace on on those initial like two hour runs and i quite for for somebody running 520s for the marathon which is 219 it's about 620 to 30 i think so just getting some solid running in. Yeah. Which, you know, if, if you end up running 210, Josh, it's probably exactly the same as your build in relative relative terms. But we'll see. 
Um, I'm not going to fight. <laughs> so, should we go to Strava Leapboard? Yeah, I've got it open. Right, so last week, oh my, I'm already sorted on average pace. He's well, back. Just for the flash. I thought last week was pretty poor, people. We had four people over 100 miles. It's taper time, isn't it? Even Jasper was only doing 109. He probably had five days off. He's probably thinking, I've done 109 miles. <laughs> I'm going like, to be like 15. He has dropped a marathon in there, though. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, Jasper, the flash, back on top, 109. Uh, the What's Nash is back, Dan Nash, 104. He he's in second. London? No, he's not doing London. I don't know what he's doing, actually. I'll, I'll try and find out. I'm sure he listens still, so... Uh, he might let us know. Cam, um, Cam Matthews in fourth, my old athlete, hitting 100 miles. He's doing London. Nice. And then uh, we've got Sally O'Gorman, first woman. She's 98.6. She's doing Copenhagen. She's fifth overall, Josh. That's probably the highest as well. That's probably, yeah, that is probably the highest uh, we've had a woman on the leaderboard, certainly in a long time. So what can you tell um, me about fastest pace? Um... Dan Hamilton's beat me. He's he's done me. Both on the Bob project though, so it's fine. He's on six oh ones. I'm six oh threes. Scott Cousins sixty one miles six fourteens. He's doing Manchester next week, so that's why he's on. Yeah. Yeah, Kieran uh, Kieran Walker actually talking the mileage. He's down to ninety, so he's uh, he's clearly tapering as well. He's doing Manchester, isn't he? Is he? I thought he was doing London. No, he's Manchester. Um, it's so, quite a lot, actually, two weeks up. Just talking of elevation gain, I, I imagine tempo skipper at 37,000 feet is incorrect over 50 miles, because that would be... Do you know who that is? Yes, Joe Skipper, I imagine. Yeah, yeah it is. Uh, let me have a quick look. Because if if they're in, like, uh, Lanzarote or something, I know it's... Yeah, that is actually... Yeah, he's done a track session, which is 22,000 feet elevation. Yeah, so is he is he still the Ironman British record holder? Uh I don't know. That's not certainly not my area of expertise. I think he is. Anyway, have you seen the uh, you've seen his second on the uh, elevation? Yeah. So I was going to ask: Is your dad's watch gone, or is he legit? He can't. I be. don't. I don't know where he's been. Uh, it can't be. It can't be legit. I'm just looking. He's in Peterborough. He wasn't. He wasn't. Abroad somewhere the week before, but I love you. Don't know where your dad is. Uh, yeah, I did. I tell you the other day when we were both in uh, Marlebone, and he was like, "What are you doing there? I've been there all day." I was like, I've been there all day as well. We were probably about two hundred meters away from each other. We didn't even realize. Solid. Right. Let's go to some listener questions, and we'll tailor them round just the taper now. So, I think. The majority of questions coming in for the taper, like Nate Poundles, were what are the go-to pre and post marathon meals? So let's talk pre-marathon, Josh. You're you doing the low residual fibre diet, like Phil again? Yeah, I definitely will be doing that. Um, I think that works quite well for me personally. And not only does it sort of reduce the bulk in your guts, but it also just is bland. It's easy on my stomach. Um yeah, so I'm certainly going to go for that again. Is that not your diet just all the time anyway? 
pretty much yeah it's not too, it's not too different i think the only only thing is i probably just cut out more veg yeah i um i saw phil's video on instagram which is a yeah decent insight into what his race prep is going to be i think even shane yeah. shared it on active edge or or ronnie did the my big takeaway from phil's video was he's burnt his salmon <laughs> Not happy about did you, that. Did you tell him? No, I told Ronnie. I probably should have told him. Yeah. Anyway, um, so other than playing stuff, what what do you do around hydration? Anything different, or do you just get on the Morton? Um, so <clears throat> I would probably be. I mean, I'm even focusing now on just making sure I'm drinking a lot more. Um, <laughs> this is probably me sort of being a bit sort of over the top but i'm making sure i'm not having any fizzy drinks uh in the two weeks up to the race i'm just making sure i'm really hydrated so i'm actually drinking water because i'm pretty bad at it um and yeah i mean so that that's the main thing really just in the the week before at least, at least um make sure you just smash your water get the electrolytes in and then the day before the race i'll probably have a, a 320 morton and in the morning i'll have a 320 as well um, and it might not finish at all, but I'll try and get in what I can. Um, and then the only other thing, probably nutrition-wise, yeah, I mean, like you mentioned that the low residual diet, but I'll just have a gel um, after that the two by five minute warm up. Yeah, uh, I suppose some people like Lewis Knight said, um, I think, what does a taper week look like? Can you run us through your Monday to Saturday quickly? what it will look like uh yeah maybe just answer the first question because i it's not my training things but i have it somewhere so it might just take me one okay. minute to find uh, it Shane, find it quick on on race week any anything in particular that you get your people to do or um i've got like a, a set routine oh and the last question nave's actually a client of mine so you've saved me a job this week cheers josh good lad <laughs> oh it's like that I was really yeah, he's advice. asking me for advice so yeah. instead of you. <laughs> we just outsource it. We're like a bit like chat GPT, just outsource it to Josh. <laughs> That's it, perfect. Um yeah, so I've got a a, a typical framework that I do. I, I'll tend to put in the the penultimate week, usually around about three by three miles at marathon pace. The sorry, two by three miles at marathon pace, the week of usually two by two miles at marathon pace within a run. But highly subjective, and I'll be honest, most of my clients going into Manchester and London, they've had to have breaks through like illness and niggles and, and stuff like six to eight weeks ago. So some of them aren't that tired. So their taper is is longer. Uh, sorry, the, the taper is shorter than it typically would be. So just, one other question, just on a slightly different topic, for which is for you to answer. Now, like me, probably a lot of your athletes do 50, 60 mile a week, maybe. Taper. So for me and Josh, or me in the, me in the past and Josh right now, um, would have done 100 miles a week. And then like two weeks out, you might do 70 to 80. Then you might go to 60 on race week, including the marathon. How do you... 
how do you gauge their mileage? Because obviously if they're doing 26 miles on race day and they're only doing 50 miles a week as their peak, got my echo back. How do you structure the rest of the week? Do you give them more days off? Do you shorten runs? Because I'm already at giving people 30, 35 minute runs. You don't want to go any less really, do you? So. No, again, it obviously depends what they build up to. Typically, most of my runners will build up to like 45 minute will be their shorter run. So that might turn into a 30 minute run. But their longer runs are there normally an hour to 75 minutes. That I tend to t- chop them down to 45 minutes. No specific reason other than I just think it's not too short and it's not too long. One of the runs each week will still be longer. Like if they're racing two and a half, three, three and a half, four hours, like I also don't, I think there's loads of value in two weeks before them, like they're not going very far. So some of them might be doing a 90 minute to two hour run still. Um, I don't actually track mileage. I just tend to track distance and I, I create a little load score, load formula. And that's, that's what I track. I track that load formula and just make sure it's sort of dropping down. Yeah. Um, I think that's, that's a good point. It's not always mileage that you need to look at in the taper. It's, it's intensity and. Yeah. It's, basically so so like when i say i've got like a standard sort of two-week plan i only really put in on that is the the sessions they do and the um is that my feedback or is that your harry potter josh i think it might be my thumb on my speaker (laughs) my bad so it sounded like a spell was going off there mate just for context josh has been playing harry potter before the show that's (laughs) loving it loving it so <clears throat> typically yeah actually i only i mean you've seen some of the stuff i've sent through Aaron anyway so i typically only actually put in the sessions and the the easy running and the recovery running and the rest that gets built around typically everything will drop i don't actually have a set ratio but i imagine if i sat down and worked it out there's probably a set ratio where i'll increase the amount of rest and reduce the amount of volume and intensity but i think we, we talked a lot about this last week for some someone, an ideal taper might be speeding up a lot of their runs. Because if, as you said, if someone's used to running, say, I mean, I put it in hours. If someone's used to running about eight to ten hours, and they're dropping down to four or five hours, you can just feel like crap. So you got to do something to stimulate the body. Yeah, Josh, have you got your week? Yeah. Um, so what I do is I'll actually do this week as well. And I, but this week I just do my sessions. So, <clears throat> Mon- well, re- Monday recovery run. Tuesday progression runs last tomorrow, five miles. For me, it's from 520s down to five minute miling. Wednesday, easy run. Thursday, track session, which is 16400s or 45. Uh, Friday, recovery. Saturday, easy. Sunday, easy. Monday, easy. So they'll all be sort of six minute miling or low sixes. Tuesday is a nine mile run with four miles of marathon pace. Um. Wednesday is seven miles with three around sort of five thirties. Then easy again Thursday. Uh recovery Friday, recovery Saturday, um, and then the race. But small I presume small runs Friday, Saturday. Yeah, I don't actually know. Uh it, there's no volume in these because it's it sort of just the, the template, but um yeah, I they they won't be they won't be massively long. Okay. Couple quick fire questions. These will can only be to you, Josh, because you're the only one racing a marathon. Uh, what super shoes are you wearing? Uh, they five three, I think, but I haven't tried them yet. But that would be my my guess. Unless there's anything wrong with them, 
I'll yeah. be wearing that. Yeah. And then running with Jasper, who's always topped the leaderboard. I presume that's him. Um, split shorts or half tights? Split shorts. You can shit yourself easier in them. And that was literally my decision made for me. Right. On that note, let's move to the news where there's been news of another doping ban, this time for the reigning women's steeplechase world champion, Nora Jerutu. So she's got suspended. Uh, she represented Kazakhstan at the world champs, won in Eugene in 8.53, number three on the all-time list. So she's likely to be stripped of her title because of, I think it was high levels of hematocrit and hemoglobin levels in her uh, blood passport. And she obviously denied it. So her excuse is she said she had an ulcer or whatever. Sounds like a solid argument, but not looking good, is it, for another athlete? Another one's about to bite the dust. Josh, I've got you down for the next piece of news. It's Mo Farah's race in Gabon. What do you know? Yeah, one sec. Sorry, I was charging my phone because I'm running on fumes. Um, Mo Farah, so I saw he was racing and I've never heard of Gabon. I don't know about you two. I've heard of it, but I've not heard of it for racing in. No. Um, and the start line or the start list was pretty competitive. Um, but Mo Farah finished seventh in thirty forty one, uh, and it, the race was won by Vincent Kip Kemoy uh, in twenty eight eleven. So, two things I think, which I would probably note on this: he's clearly either had a shocker or he's not very fit. He's one. Didn't he go out in fourteen? Nah, yeah, yeah. And this is my second point. It's not like it was at altitude. Yeah, it might be hot, but it was one in twenty eight eleven, which isn't really that quick. Like of the caliber of Mo, it's not like they've gone out in twenty six flat or twenty six thirty. Do you know what I mean? So it'll be interesting to see what sort of shape he is in London. Um, if so, from what I saw, he came back in like sixteen minutes. Yeah, outside sixteen minutes. Suggests and have you seen the video? Suggests an injury. No, not not. Look, he did not look good. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe he won't make the start line. I do you know what? And this is completely me speculating. I think he'll do it no matter what, and then he'll retire. He won't. I, he's not that. I can't see him jogging round in. Into why would you be, do care, be careful what you say here, Aaron? <laughs> no, but but for someone like him, who's Olympic gold medalist, why would you? Why would you do that to yourself? Like you don't need to. Um, I I just can't see him jogging around in two twenty yeah. thirty or whatever. Because if he had had a bad run, a bad run is twenty nine flat, twenty nine thirty. Yeah. 30 40 is not a bad run. That's that's horrific. Well, and not the way he's run it either, which suggests there's some issue. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I mean, don't we were like, I hope he's not in that bad shape. Well, other than the fact that I'd like to beat him. But <laughs> it's a scout. Um, 
Is your, is your new pacemaker now, I heard? Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't want to go through that slow. Anyway, Josh, who's the most famous person from Gabon? It's got to be a footballer. I thought you were an Arsenal fan. Your old captain. Aubameyang. Is he? I yeah. didn't know that. Right. Uh, the other piece of news that I saw, I've got this down for you, Shane, is a bib swap in... Dresden Marathon, was it? Last year, well, a few years ago? Yeah, 2021. But the um, Camilo Santiago ha- and Zarco Alvarez, so the Spaniard and a Honduran athlete, have been suspended for six months for bib swapping. That's harsh. That is, I mean, I should be out for years for this sort of thing. But... You've got to put it into context of what he did. Into context, the Spaniard ran, and he ran two hours seventeen thirty-six. So to be fair, it would, now, have, been, it would have been a Honduran record. That's the <laughs> issue. Yeah, um, but surely you just be like, you're not Honduran, are you? No, I'm out in Spanish. Oh, okay, we'll change your name. Like, like surely that needs to happen. Rather than like that, are they, are they accusing them of cheating? Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's basically it. They they think they did it on purpose, and then it's been caught. They've been caught out, and the fact they did it on purpose is the issue. Yeah, a bit of fraud, basically, a bit of running fraud, a bit like what Josh is. <laughs> um, right, let's move on to some actual racing this Easter weekend. On Friday, I think it was, was the Bristol Track Club 5K. Was it Thursday or Friday? Friday, Josh is nodding. Good fields for it. And a couple of Irish winners in both the men's and women's. Ephraim Giday took the win in 13.49 on the men's. And Cara McGeehan in 15.24, which was the 22nd PB. The... Men's podium was rounded off by Zach Mohammed in 13.57 and Will Battershill in 14.05. On the women's side, Ellie Wallace, 15.50, was second and Philly Bowden, third in 16.03. It was a perfect night for running. I think what Josh did it last year and it was the opposite. It was like 30 mile per hour wins. Yeah. Uh, did you watch the race? I've seen bits of it and I just felt for... As I sent you a picture of Ronnie Ronnie Richmond, who's doing the marathon, London, who got a bit excited, we'll put it that way, and experienced the hard way to break 15 minutes in a 5k. Do you know what's funny, actually? I ran exactly the same. I looked. I ran pretty much the same splits last year as he did. That's what it reminded me of. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, G'day about 3k put the absolute hammer down. Um yeah, and he, he made Zach Mohammed look very average for a good K. Yeah. Then over in Guernsey, Steph Twell took took the win in the Guernsey Easter 5K in 16.05, ahead of L Twentyman, 1635, and Sarah Rowe. And then on the men's side, uh, Richard Bartram took the win on home, seal, on home soil in 15.08 from Joe Morwood. And George Rice, all pretty close in that top three. There was, is it the Guernsey? 
running festival weekend or is it somewhere else? Or is it Isle of Man? I, Isle of Man. I never know, to be fair. Isle of Man. I've not seen any results from that yet, but there's usually something. I think um, I think Linton Taylor ran about 29, 20 something for the 10K. I don't think he won either. I think somebody else won in the 10K. Um, let's have a quick look while we're, while we're talking. Can I see the results? It would have been from Saturday, Sunday. Scott Sterling took the win in 29, 38, the Isle of Man. That's it, uh, 29, 46. 10K and then Linton Taylor, 29, 46. Can I see the women quickly? Alice Goodall, that's good, 33.05 from Edinburgh Uni. Um, ahead of Rachel Franklin on home soil in 34.19. There's a whole week. They do a hill race, don't they, on the one of the days and looks a bit messy the whole weekend. So the only other result I clocked this weekend was over in Greece. Callie Thackeray. Ran a second half marathon in as many weeks. She took the win at Patras Half Marathon in 7023, which is the fastest time accorded by a female on Greek soil over the half marathon. I don't know how you find this race. I don't know, but that's that's a good good question and answer for for some trivia, isn't it? For the chase. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure yeah. that will come to the chase the, one day. The, the chasers won't know that. Right. Any other news you boys know of this weekend? No. Nothing that I can think of. So, races coming up. So, it's Manchester Marathon on Sunday. This time next week will be Boston Marathon. Usually kicks off about, yeah, about three o'clock-ish UK time, two, three o'clock. So, so yeah, marathon season is, is well underway. Anything coming up in your life next week, Josh, other than no fizzy drinks? Uh, I've got a massage in half an hour. Oh, yeah, that. So I'll be going to that in a second. Then uh, I'm going to London Wednesday, Thursday. But I'm trying to not really leave the house too much because I don't want to get ill. So um, I think I said last week I'm making sure sort of any... Every time I leave the house, I'm anti-backed up, public transport, mask on, all that sort of uh, good stuff. And you live in Cardiff, it's a bit risky outside. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, but yeah, nothing, nothing really specific, just sort of, yeah, tapering. It's pretty boring. Have you ever been to Matt Clouse's house? No, I've not. So, yeah, Ryan Reynolds moving down the road sounds a bit swanky down, down in Gresford or wherever he is. I can imagine. Yeah, Klaus's got Klaus's got uh, expensive taste. Yeah. Um, Shane, other than sorting out our flights for Malaga and booking stuff, emailing people, what's happening next week? Yeah, well, um, I'm going to pretend to be an agent to see if we can get some, some free entries to Malaga. If not, we'll just have to pay. Uh, yeah, I've, I've got, I'm in a temporary location for work. So today, this week will be my first week going into that. So I've got to navigate that and see how that's done and conduct some risk assessments and all that fun stuff. It's fun uh, being a business owner, isn't it? It's uh, it's crap. Yeah, no one do it ever. Rubbish. However, plenty of time to train if you don't have any any work to do. Any business. <laughs> and, and if you haven't got any business and you're not earning any money, you've got a lot of time to run. It's great. Um, yeah, so I've got that to do at work got an assignment to start for university 
And yeah, I've got clients going into marathons. So probably answering a couple of um, paranoid questions. Yeah, much like my week, I think. The next two weeks, there's going to be lots of lots of questions, lots of people panicking, no doubt, trying to calm people down. So, so Aaron, what are you doing? You've got a little project, haven't you? What project do we talk about first? Your 34-week marathon plan. Oh, yeah, I've got that. I thought, so the bigger project is tomorrow I turn 36. So is that tomorrow? Project, Aaron's birthday tomorrow. <laughs> and then I... Shane also sent me on an assignment, Josh, on Saturday night. So I will release the findings of that assignment probably post-London for you. Don't want to okay. have any negative stuff in your head just yet. So I've done a bit, been doing a little bit of research into the history of London Marathon. You'll like okay. it. You'll okay. like it. Um, so, yeah, hopefully Shane doesn't give me any more questions to sidetrack me because... I was meant to be looking after Elias in the bath at the time, but I ended up spending 20 minutes at my office desk doing research into certain things. So, yeah, hopefully a fairly quiet week and I can get on with some training. But, yeah, that's it. What Have you have you got nothing planned for your birthday? Um, I don't really know what's going on. Jenny's going to work tomorrow. But we're meant to go. She said she asked me last week. I'm... Um, she doesn't listen, so I might as well throw her under the bus every week. <laughs> like, she said to me, do you want to go out for dinner Saturday night? I was like, yeah, that's a good idea. Why not? Didn't go out Saturday night. So I said, I sort of complained about it a bit today. And she said, well, there's a reason why, and you'll find out tomorrow. I was like, that doesn't make any sense, because I don't want you to not go to work tomorrow. I'm quite looking forward to the day by myself. I've got one for my birthday. Bit of peace and quiet. You're gonna to have to tell us what happens. Yeah, we'll see. Um, anyway, she's, 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 she's ordered a third person, and you, you, you need to be clean for it, mate. Right. Um, <laughs> this week's social post will definitely feature Shane as the rabbit, so I'll get that up hopefully tomorrow. And yeah, I'll speak to you two boys next week. Josh, enjoy your massage. Thank you very much. See you later. Bye. Bye. Standing